All right. Hello and welcome to Just Animals Podcast. I'm your host, Elle, and with me as always is my dad, aka Guy, and again, Sam the Zookeeper. Say hi, guys. Hey, Sam, you came back for more punishment, huh? I did. I did. I'm here, but I'm excited about this one because this I actually know about. Yeah, I'll bet all your zoological friends are saying, Sam, what the hell are you doing with those amateurs? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to get some of them to come in on it one day so um, you can get you can hear from other people besides just me because we love all okay. of us to talk I about animals know, all day. Yeah, did you double our audience from one to two listeners? Yes, I at least got us one more. <laughs> oh, good. Wow. All right. It's growing. Yes, slowly but surely. Okay, so episode 18, The Baird's Taper or Taparis Bairdy and the Baird taper. What, what, what was Baird. that? Baird. B a i r d. B a i r d. All right, I gotta look that up. Of course you. Wait do. a minute. This is a thing that looks like an elephant, almost, right? Ah, shh, shh. Yes. Wait two seconds. Can we get through the name? <laughs> so common name: Central American taper. Taper. Some also say tapir, uh, danta, which is Spanish. Mountain cow in Belize and. Macho del Monte in Colombia and Costa Rica. They got their name Baird's taper from the assistant secretary of the Smithsonian Spencer Fullerton Baird. And additionally, the name taper comes from a native Brazilian language meaning thick, like thicker than a snicker, I would imagine. And should be noted that there are four extant species currently in the world. And as for all of those four extant species, again, we are discussing the Baird's taper, which Sam is an expert on and where she's going to be talking some more about her personal experience a little bit yes so so wait a minute there there are different tapers is that what you're saying here yes how many are there four you said yes okay i'm standing by okay so size stature and description so growing anywhere between five feet to eight feet long and standing anywhere from three to four feet tall these creatures typically weigh between 550 to 660 pounds Sam, how big would you say the taper that you have worked with? How big would you say she's gotten? Well, so I've only worked with one female taper, like worked with her. Um, and her name was Josie. And I, I don't work with her anymore, but I did get in touch with a friend of mine when I, I knew we were going to be talking about her. And um, they looked up her most recent weight and what weight she has gotten to. And um, so her most recent weight was 297.7 kilograms, and that's about 654 pounds. But her highest weight Dang. was three, Yeah, she was a big, big girl. Her highest weight was 313.6 kilograms, which is about 690 pounds. So she was she was hefty. Whoa. Yeah, she was really, she was She's a big girl. adorable. She's a big girl, and I loved her. Everyone loves a big girl. Yeah. She's not fat. She's just thick. Exactly. (laughs) She's not fat. She's just a little thick, like the song. So, yeah, I was also reading, too, that they can – I hope no one can hear the dog. Um, I was just – I was also reading, too, that they can get up to, like, 800-plus pounds, too. I don't know if you've seen any or heard of any getting that big, Sam, but they can get get huge. They are not small little creatures. (laughs) I haven't seen any 800-pounders, but Josie, sorry. Right. Oh, no, that's okay. So, yeah, these teardrop-shaped animals are 
These teardrop-shaped animals are narrow in the front and wider in the back. They are more closely resembling a cross between an elephant and a pig. However, these animals are actually more closely related to horses and rhinos. They have a long nose, or the technical term proboscis, uh, that looks like a mini elephant. Proboscis. Yes, that too. Well, if you if you hear Merriam-Webster say it, she doesn't. The C makes a s -s sound instead of the k sound, but okay. What well, I'm getting it? my my uh, pronunciation from uh, what's his name W. C. Fields, a comedian that you guys probably don't know about, but yeah, all right, Aren't go ahead. Special, yeah, right. So they have stumpy yet slender legs, and they have short they have a short little vestigial tail, and their hoofed feet are quite unique too, being referred to as odd toed undulants. Undulates. They have four toes in the front and three in the back. They have bristly pig-like fur and tend to be dark brown or reddish brown in color. They have large ears, white lips, and the occasional white patch on their throat and chest. And like a horse, their eyes are on either sides of their heads. However, they're much smaller eyes and they're usually flush with their heads. And unlike horses, their ears are nowhere near as more mobile or pointy. And they have a large oval-shaped head. I'm sure, Dad, you're looking at a picture of them. How would you describe one? They look like a little elephant with the with the trunk that's been chopped, a crop chop, a cropped, <laughs> cropped, uh, uh, yeah, a trunk. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and as for what they feel like, Sam, can you maybe tell our listeners what a taper feels like? Uh, um. So I'm gonna try. It's it's hard to describe when it's it's hard to describe, but um. Their actual body skin is a bit rough, like it kind of feels like dry skin. Um, the like, if we take our fingernail and sometimes, don't tell anybody, but I would write my name in Josie because <laughs> it, 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 it looks like you're writing on like dry skin, and I'd write, like write little things on her. But of course, you could like wipe it off or or just rub some water on it. But um, and she loved it because it was just like scratching her. But that's it. So the the body skin kind of feels like rough, dry skin. Um, and the hairs that come off, they're, they're sparse, um, but kind of coarse. Uh, the closest thing that I can think of that uh, others may have experienced is kind of like touching a pig. Um, that's the only thing I can equate it to, really. Um, but that, I mean, that's kind of what it is. The skin under her legs was the softest skin ever, like under her armpits or leg pits, whatever you want to call it, was the softest, softest. That was, uh, it kind of feels like baby skin. It's so soft. And it was one of her favorite places to be scratched was to, to have a sticker, little hands underneath her leg pits and scratcher. Um, and then the skin on her ears and her face and her nose was super soft, not quite as soft as her, her pits, but, but it was way softer than her body. So the closer <laughs> you get to the face, the softer she got. And that's about it. Interesting. So basically, what I gathered was that they're ashy, is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, and they can they be are. ashy. <laughs> they are. Here's my <laughs> little message board. It was, it was cute. Gotcha. Perfect. Sam. Yes. Sam, do you know what a fel, phlegm, phlegm, min response is? F L E H M E N response. Does that ring a bell to you? Yeah, it's when they open their mouths. To, is that when they open their mouths? To That's sleep? right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Look yeah. at you. We really do have a zoological expert on our <laughs> panel here. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, it's when they open their mouth and sniff and stuff like that. It says, is a behavior in which the animal curls up its upper uh, lip. Uh, can you wait till we get to the behavior section, maybe? We have okay. a whole behavior section. 
I'll, sure. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll put my hand down. Let me put my hand down. Okay. okay. My hand's down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Bye. So you can, you can, you can share when we're at the uh, behavior section, sir. Okay. So as for habitat, indigenous area, and geographic range, these animals can be found from Southern Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, Costa Rica, Honduras, and Nicaragua, Panama, Colombia, and Ecuador. Their habitats consist of quite a variety, including rainforests, lower montane forests, deciduous forests, flooded grasslands, woodlands, and marsh areas. And actually, uh, Sam, if you can, what would what did uh, Josie's exhibit look like? And like, what type of flora and features would you have in her exhibit, or what or were in her exhibit? Tacos. Uh, ta- she really? <laughs> she, I, I would have loved that. Um, <laughs> but no, actually, there's always. Tacos. <laughs> Um, Dear Christ. They always have to have a pond. Tapers love water. They're very aquatic. So Josie had this huge, deep, well, you know, it was kind of like a big, gigantic swimming pool. We had a deep area that was dug out. It wasn't like lined or with concrete or anything. It was a big uh, man-made dug dirt pond. Um, But she had the deep part where she could go all the way under if she wanted to. And then she had a more shallow area where she could walk out or she could just lay there and and relax if she wanted to just relax in the um, shallow area. Um, We had it. She had a big grassy area where she could walk around and relax in the grass if she wanted to, um, as well as a dirt area for her to lounge in. Um, And it also, um, they like to lounge in the the mud and dirt. So when it rained, she would, she would really roll around almost like a pig, but not quite, not quite pig, like as the level of pig, but she liked to be in the mud. Um, and also lots of trees for shade. They love the shade. So she would just relax and and go to sleep in the shade all the time. So that's, that's what her, um, her exhibit looked like. Her pond was her favorite part. Really cool. Very. Did you have to bring her a margarita? I wish we were allowed margaritas. I would have brought myself a bunch of margaritas, but she would have. Oh, actually, I'll talk about that later. It wasn't a real margarita, but when we talk about her diet, I'll talk about something that she loved. It was a, it was a really good treat for her. That um, that was it was almost Ooh. like a margarita, a little frozen smoothie. Ooh. But I'll so this about- is a bard's taper that we're talking about. How is a bard's taper different than the non-bard's taper? The other three tapers. Is there size difference or geographic range difference or are you asking me or anybody yeah who, yeah i'm asking whoever answer l and bunny won't know the answer so you, no, you're, yeah. you're, our, you're our expert well true. I, you know the answer i bet you know um so the other four tapers there's a um the there's three of them including the bar the bairds there's three of them in south america and there's one over in asia um which is in the um like Thailand area. Um, so that one is yeah, like Malaysia. Yes. Malaysia. <laughs> Malayan. Um, so that one is they're black with a white, a big white band going around their whole body. Um, they're a little bit bigger than all the other ones. The ones, the other ones besides Baird's in, um, in South America are the lowland taper. Uh, and they are super, they're super stubby. Like they have real, it kind of looks like a dwarf Baird's taper almost. They're just real, real stubby leg. They're, they're super cute. Um, and then there's the, um, mountain taper and those can be darker in color. They're like blacker with a little bit more hair because I get, you know, they're in the mountains. So it gets a little cooler and stuff. So they have more 
fur on them that you can actually see when you look at them and they're darker. So, I mean, that's, it's pretty much color and, and a little bit of size when you're talking about the three that are in, in South America. I feel like the Malay taper looks like a panda. If you're like cross a panda and an elephant. Is that, is that <laughs> a white fur on the back? Of, I'm looking at a Malayan taper now and it's, I thought it had a, a like some kind of, you know, how they put a blanket on a horse. Is that? Yeah, dad, they have, they just have taper blankets all around the world for them. Yeah, for sure. Well, how, you know what? The Malayan taper nose seems longer than the barge taper nose. Is that true, Sam? Um, not, well, not I, really, I don't say nose, really. what they call the snout or yeah, Roscus, we just call it me. nose. I mean, we called it, we called it Josie's snorkel. So we call it all kinds of things, but the snorkel, nose, there you go. I mean, I guess, I, I think it's probably just um, a pick a weird picture you're looking at. They all, they're, they all tend to be around the same. Um, but I, I can okay. see what you mean, how you, it does look, it looks thinner at the end. I know what you mean, but I mean, I think it's just yeah. might be individuals. Because they're all used for the same thing. Gotcha. Okay, so diet. Actually, you again, Sam. What kind of foods would you feed? Food, not foods. What kind of foods would you feed Josie? And like, what were her favorites? And what's a typical taper diet or Baird's taper diet consist of? Chocolate mousse. Oh my gosh! No, all these things are making me hungry. Um. So, under human care, it's a little. I mean, it's it's the same but different than than in the wild. Um, but Josie under right. our care. So in zoos, they have a, a base grain diet. It was like a, it's like a food, just like you um, feed your dog and cat, like the crunchy food um, or like horse grain that you would mm-hmm. feed the horses. But there's a company um, that specifically makes exotic wild species, animal food, um, like grains uh, that come in huge bags that uh, all zoos use, and it it um, includes all the nutrients, everything that uh, that they would need to survive. But since, of course, nobody wants to eat plain old grain all the time, we um, we made Josie a huge, uh, like I guess a salad. Fruits and veggies were added with that grain daily. Um, so her favorite veggies were sweet potato, romaine lettuce, carrots, cucumbers, and zucchini. She would do anything for a sweet potato. Um, and then the Ooh. fruits that we added in there, um, she, her favorite fruit, and we would feed her all kinds of fruits. Anything that we could get in the grocery store that you and I would eat, she would eat um, regarding fruits and veggies. So, um, But one of her most loved fruits was watermelon. And this is where the uh, margarita comes in. We would make her watermelon smoothies for a treat, which probably did more than she needed, but it was so much fun for us and her because she loved it so much. We would mix a bunch of watermelon with apple juice and then in a in the big um, blender with a bunch of fruits, anything that the commissary had, we'd throw in there. And then um, we would put it all back into the apple juice bottle and then we would uh, take it to her and she would see that bottle come in and she got super excited. It was, uh, it was so cute. I wish I had it on video so I could show y'all. Um, but she would just stand there with her mouth open and we would just pour this gigantic bottle of watermelon smoothie straight into her mouth. And she absolutely loved it. And she would do anything for that as well. And then also we fed her hay, just, just like horse hay that you would feed horses here on a farm. Um, she loved hay. And she got that to eat. And then also, um, 
I talked about brows last time with the hoofstock. We we would uh, she loved to eat brows. Her favorite um, stuff to eat that we we could get in Florida was willow and crepe myrtle, and she would always that's Ooh. she ate a lot of that. I'll be honest. All I could imagine or think about when you said that you would bring her her big old margarita, her virgin margaritas, like, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen at the bar when people are just taking shots directly from the bottle and, you know, someone's standing up on the bar and just <laughs> pouring them into people's mouths. But like, you know, the taper version of that. That's exactly what it was like. She would just seriously, she wouldn't even take a break. She'd be like, just pour it in there until it's all in my gullet. She would just she loved it. It was so <laughs> cute. Yeah, she loved it. It's exactly it's exactly what it looked like. Awesome. That's Did you amazing. have anything like taper ugly as opposed to like coyote ugly where after she drank, she got up on the bar and danced around? No, I wish. That would have been adorable. But no. Yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, put a little skirt on her or something, you know, maybe mm -hmm. give her a wig. Pour some sugar hey, on it. We don't have the license. We, that's, oh, that's not the right words. I'm, and we don't that. have the licensing for the... For that song, it's public. It's so, a what do you call that? Uh, public, public, public domain. Use, um, public domain. Permissible use. Is it yeah, though? I'm putting on. I'm getting that. No. On. Okay. Well, regardless, as for if they're solitary or pack animals, interestingly enough, these animals can either be solitary or have small family units. Perhaps Sam can tell us more about this and what the specific taper prefers or what um, Josie preferred when she was working with her. Okay. So. When I first started working with Josie, she was by herself. Uh, before I started working with her, um, I met him and I loved him and I rubbed all over him. But she did have a mate, but he had un unfortunately died, just like everything does. Um, oh. So she was left by herself. Just like those other women, killing the men. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, that's why women live longer, because they kill the damn men. They, they, they stress us out. They kill us. It's because men are stupid. <laughs> I will tell you, I think she enjoyed being by herself more than she enjoyed having uh, him with her. Um, but uh, <laughs> they did have several kids over the years and um, before he died. And they, they were a very adorable, happy little family group. So, and I mean, you know, anthropomorphizing it and everything in our eyes, she, she seemed content either way. Um, she didn't, she loved being alone. She was fine with her family. Um, so it, it wasn't really a big deal. I mean, it was a big deal for us cause it was emotional when he died, but I really don't think it was a big deal for, for Josie. And, um, <laughs> but just On like the next, yeah. So, um, just to talk about the kids. So in the wild, when the kids are old enough, they just wander off, um, to start living their adult taper lives. So they go off solitary to begin with usually. So, you know, they start off solitary until they meet another taper in the wild and, and get together and, and make other little taper babies. Um, but under human care, what happens to the babies is uh, other zoos might need a taper or want a taper to put on exhibit, or they might need a taper for breeding purposes. So that's what we would do with um, Josie's babies is send them to different um, zoos to to go live their and taper. what did Josie have to say about you doing that She'll to be her? like, yeah, get out of my yeah, she house. didn't care. Get yeah. that kid out of here. She was, by, <laughs> yeah, about a, about a year after having a kid, she she was done. Yeah, they decide. So when they're done, I'm tired of changing them taper diapers. <laughs> right. Well, when they're done, <laughs> when they're done nursing, they're done nursing. They're the ones that say, "All right, kid, that's enough." Like, and they're they're like, "All right, that's you're not having anymore." 
So, so I mean, it was all her right, decision. Right, like pissed off. Uh huh. It was all her decision. So, um, so yeah, she, I really, she didn't care when it was time. I'm sure she would have cared if we took him away way early, and it it was not the thing to do. But we would never do that. But when when they were old enough and ready to go, she was all about it and back to being the the only one there right. that got See all the ya, attention. Bye. Yep, she got all the attention. She got all the food. She got all the loving. She was happy. I'm Question. sending your ass to taper boarding school. Get the hell out of here. Right. So question. Okay. So like, let's say the baby had been left in there and she was just done with it. Would, I mean, is there any like, you know, taper on taper crime? Like, would she have maybe taper like killed tape. the, that's a quick, shh, like maybe like killed it or like stomped it out and been like, you know what? I'm done with you. Like, you're not supposed to like, please go away. Or I don't know if that's like normal. That's known as DWT driving while taper. Great. Um, <laughs> um, so no, it's a nerfing joke. Oh, I guess like matricide or uh, patricide or whatever it is when yeah, like you know infanticide, infanticide or whatever. No, yeah. they would have lived okay. Um, to, the big deal uh, about keeping like if it was a girl, the big or or even a boy, I guess the big deal about keeping them past the age of when they would go away would be um, incest and the 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 new male trying to breed with his mom or the dad trying to breed with the, with the Yikes. female. So that was one reason why, why it's a good idea to get him out of there. But if she had a daughter and um, if she was alone with her daughter, like uh, her mate did die when they had a daughter. So she was left alone with her daughter, but we still had months to go before her daughter was ready to, to go out to somewhere else. Um, but if, if the daughter was there and it was just females, they, they would live normal. They would live happily. Um, they wouldn't okay. kill each other or, right. or fight about territory or anything. It would be totally fine. Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait, a, wait a second now. Wait a second. You're telling me you're going to have a whole bunch of females without one male and they're going to get along and live together? No, that's not what humans do. <laughs> well, Actually, when dudes no, get involved is when drama happens. No, no, no. Women are horrible to each other. They're just horrible Ask women if you'd rather work for a woman. A woman would rather work for a man or a woman. They would tell you. And, and Which I'm, one's I'm, sexually harassing me? No, no. The, it, it, they, the sexual harassment is one thing. The just the okay, plain so bitchiness. One? The plain bitchiness of women on women crime is more prevalent than man uh, uh, sexual harassment. Ask women. It, I'm though? not kidding you. Ask women if you'd rather work for a male or a female. They I'd rather be my own boss. No, I'll just be my own boss. Good. You should. 85% of the time, I'm going to say, in my what, opinion. Where are you getting the statistic? I, I know From life. I'm getting it from life. We're just throwing out arbitrary numbers. Are you shitting me right now? Okay. You, Women listening in the audience. Women in the audience, please respond back to us whether you would like to either prefer to work for a male or a female. And let's see what the let's see what our audience okay, has to say. Now we're going to get two some of, All two of like, you. Feminazi hate mail. No, no. Thank you. Yes, no, yes, no. yes, yes. But anyways, that aside, I mean, honestly, I think most people would rather just work for themselves. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> to be completely honest. Right No on. boss. I'm going to be my own boss. There you personally. Go. Yeah, you Okay. Go. Back to the Barrett's taper. Behavior. So while these animals are mostly considered to be nocturnal, they can be active during the day. And it's thought that their nocturnal behavior is due to their large body size and difficulty dissipating heat. Thus adapting to a nocturnal lifestyle, they are able to avoid the hottest parts of the day. It should also be noted that the Baird's taper is more active at night in areas where they are commonly hunted, which that's totally fair. As for their sleeping arrangements, depending upon whether it be the wet or dry season, during the wet season, they will be found no more than 65 feet away from a water source. 
And during the dry season, they will actually sleep in freshwater wallowing holes. And Sam, would you ever see the tape where you work? I think you actually mentioned this, like saw Josie like napping or sleeping in the mud or water, just kind of wallowing around and relaxing. Yes, she loved it. Her favorite things were being in the water. Um, she would be in there a lot of the day. And then if she wasn't in there, she was still soaking wet, laying in the shade. Um, and when it rained in that big dirt area, well, I guess I already said it. When it, it rained, she loved to roll around in that in that muddy dirt area to keep cool. Yeah, they they really do enjoy the water. Very cool. So yeah, their wallowing holes are usually a few inches deep and the taper will sleep on its stomach whilst resting its head on its front feet. And correct me if I'm wrong, I also read that they will go into the water not only to cool off, but also to avoid predators and to get rid of parasites on their skin. You're right. Well, there's something that I read here. That are you I Sam? Sam? Are you Sam? That was a question for Sam. I know, <laughs> no, but I want I Sam to it. answer this as a follow-up question. Oh, gosh. Um, it says... I want, it says, will tapers go in the water to poop? Ah, wait, think, wait, wait for that. Wait, wait we're going to talk about right. that. Wait. We're going to talk about wait, poop later? We're going to get to that. Yes, yeah. we're going to talk all about fecal matter in a, just a bit. So hmm. hold on to your what feces. A, what a shitty podcast this is. Go. <laughs> yeah, hold on to your feces. Hey, so while they do not always sleep in the same sleeping pool, if they, um, they will go back to the same sleeping area more than once. And while these animals are awake, they are constantly foraging and they will create what are known as taper trails, which are trails that they make by zigzagging back and forth while scrounging around for food. And even though they may not look like they're excellent runners, um, they actually are fantastic at running, diving, swimming. They're great waders and they're very agile um, in the water and under the water and even out of water. And they're also really good at climbing too, believe it or not. And yes, Dad. Sam, yes. have you ever seen a taper tantrum? <laughs> no, I don't. Think Did you I hear did. the question? A taper tantrum. Okay. Yeah. Bye. No. Wait. Where are you going? What do you mean? What do you mean by taper tantrum? You know, like a, it just sounds like a funny thing to have it say taper tantrum. So see if it's so like a taper coming and beating the shit out of you. Yeah, taper. You know, getting pissed and. Throwing shit. Right. Getting mad and it's like, all right, I've had it with you. Boom. Luckily, no. No. They were, Josie at least was so incredibly sweet. And her kids and her mate um, were, they were just so calm and they were just calm, sweet animals. It was, it's, I, I don't even think I ever saw one. They never even got mad at each other and they all had to live together. So no, it was. I've never seen it. Yeah, you keep feeding us that ganja, man. We're gonna be fine. Yeah, no problem, Ire. Yeah, they're not just, from. The, yeah, but they that she gave him that ganja weed with the food, you know, and the. Oh my god! Okay, and, shut uh, it down. Shut it down. Okay, <laughs> next. So, um, Sam, I know you've got something to tell us about Josie and her pool. So I I'll let do. you go ahead so and do you, that. I do. So. Um, you mentioned that they were really great at diving and that was one of Josie's favorite pastimes was diving into her water. She, it was just like a little kid. It was so much fun for her. She'd get out, go to the edge, diving, get out, go to the edge, dive in. Um, but my, the funny little Josie thing about it was um, it was super adorable to see and uh, to hear. So it was just like hearing a huge grown man do a gigantic cannonball into a pool that's what it sound like. I'm going to try to, I'm going to attempt this sound and it's going to sound stupid, but it would make this huge like badoosh sound if, 
if that gives you the gist of what it sounded like. So um, now it's like Kung Fu Panda when he's like, skadoosh. <laughs> it is. So um, when guests were in the area, but they weren't like at her exhibit or anything, and we would be just walking around talking to people because that's what we did all day. Um, they would hear that noise and they'd be like, oh my God, what was that? Because they're, you know, I don't know if they thought it was a bomb or what, but it was super loud. And we'd be like, oh, that's just Josie. <laughs> it's a taper bomb. Yeah, that's, it really was. That's just Josie jumping her a pond. So everybody in the area that just heard that that was Josie jumping at her pond would all run over just to see her do her little thing of jumping in her pond. But it was super fun to watch her swim because, you know, when people go to the zoo, they're like, oh, these animals are sleeping. They don't do anything. But Josie was super active because she just loved jumping in her pond so much. So everybody would run over there and um, got to see her swim and be active. So she ended up being a a guest favorite. And every time they came, they'd be like, let's go see Josie swim. And uh, also they loved to see her snorkel. We used to call her snorkel pig because she would be under the water and um, all you could see was that little snorkel up in the air, just just like a little periscope, just going around, going all the way from one end of her pond to the other, but you couldn't see any other part of her body. And so that was, um, e- even that part was cool for people to see and they loved it. So she was, she was definitely a guest favorite. That's, That's awesome. She sounds like starts. she could, she should be a, sounds like she should be a taper ambassador for the world personally. <laughs> like this is, look at how awesome these things are. Oh, she was such a good So girl. I've also was reading that, she sounds like it. There's also reason that these creatures are extremely shy and they rely on camouflage for protection. If they perceive a, th- a threat, they will stop and freeze. They'll bolt if necessary and they will enter the water if they're being chased by dogs or predator. Rarely will these animals confront a threat. As for aggression, they will bare their teeth and move their ears forward when meeting another individual. They bite at the hind legs and circle and then chase. And then if it is possible for them to inflict some major wounds, um, they can with their actually really well-developed incisors and canine teeth. I'm sure Sam can tell us a little bit more about their uh, teeth. I was looking, you sent me a picture of, I think it was of Josie. And I was like, you know, it's like meth in the front and then like some serious teeth in the back. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. They've got these little, it's very strange dentition, dentition, why can't I say dentition, dentition, Um, but yeah, it's super strange. They've got these weird, (laughs) they've got these weird little small teeth in the front. They, they look like, like just, it does look like meth teeth, like ground down baby teeth, but they do, they get bigger in the back and, and they, I mean, they could definitely inflict some some damage if they wanted to, but I, I couldn't picture my sweet baby Josie doing anything like that, any kind of biting, but her teeth were definitely adorable. Interesting. Very cool. Yeah. So if you haven't go look up the tapers meth mouth when you get a second. (laughs) So as for means of communication, (laughs) uh, communication occurs through scent marking and vocalizations. Their most well-known noises are are the most well-known noise is a continuous whistle. I don't know. Maybe Sam can go into more detail about this. Like, did you ever hear Josie whistling? Unfortunately, I never did. She never, not her mate Pee Wee or her never, and the the babies made baby noises. But you know, all you know that just sounds like a weird. It wasn't like a whistle. It was just weird. Why are you whistling? <laughs> Playing paper. What are you doing? I'm I'm whistling. Uh, um, what's that song? What a day for a daydream. Love and spoonfuls. You both don't know it. Okay, bye. I do. I know. What we the know hell? It. I know it. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I never heard Josie. Can you stop her? Can you let her finish? <laughs> no, real quick. I never heard Josie whistle. Give me a taper whistle. Uh, Jesus. Okay. Anyway, so God damn it. That wasn't that, me. 
That was me. Really? Sorry. Sorry. That was me. I was, he told me. All right. Come on. She's getting me in trouble. Sorry. No, I unfortunately (laughs) never did hear any whistling or anything, but, um, I definitely did experience some scent marking. (laughs) They scent mark with their urine. So sometimes I get sprayed all over the place, Yikes! but, but that's it, but no whistling or vocalizations, but definitely experienced scent marking, but that's all. Yikes. Okay. According to animaldiversity.org, they make another sound that is similar to repeated hiccups and it's thought that this is related to agitation. So it sounds like they do quite a bit of when it comes to communicating, whether it's scent or audible noises. As for reproduction, um, it's been suggested that the taper forms a long-term monogamous pair and tapers don't seem to have a breeding season, so they can just kind of breed whenever they want. They will often mate in the water and after said mating, Females may become aggressive and they will chase the male off. Their gestation period is around 13 months and one single infant is born. Twins are incredibly rare. At birth, the baby will weigh anywhere from 14 to 25 pounds. And they also have these actually these really cute striped coats. I'm sure Sam can attest to in a second. And they're actually able to stand within one to two hours of being born. But definitely go look up a baby taper picture. They're super cute. Um... Yeah, go ahead, Sam. They are super cute. All I was going to say is about the stripes. Um, The reason they're striped is just super effective camouflage in the forests and the grasslands. It doesn't seem like it would be good camouflage because they're really fuzzy brown with white, like kind of a few dots and some stripes. But when you get them into that dense forest, you you can't see them whatsoever. So it really does uh, work as, as really great camouflage because they are super susceptible to the predators. Um that can get them because they are the babies just like everything else but it's it's really good camouflage those stripes and and stuff that's all very cool yeah but definitely look up a baby taper you'll be shocked it's like they just they're so cute and their coat is like so interesting as to the unique characteristics and traits according to the san diego zoo the taper is an important recycler of nutrients by helping soils and landscapes thrive they also serve as biological indicators of the health and vitality of an area because the tapers are the first species to decline when there's a human disturbance due to their large size slow reproductive rate and sensitivity to their environment they are the most primitive large mammals in the world their nose is actually a prehensile appendage as well, so they can grab stuff with it. And like uh, Sam had said earlier about Josie being the snorkel pig, they do use their nose as a snorkel, and they can submerge themselves for 60 to 90 seconds when they're not snorkeling. Um, and according to Global Wildlife Conservation, females slightly outweigh males, and the Baird's taper has a brush-like mane. And I'm just going to let Sam take over the rest of this little section too. So go for it, Sam. Okay, so all I this is well. It's kind of like a long diatribe about about something that about keeper chats that I did about Josie that were my favorite. Just, uh, but I'll get into that. But um, so during the keeper chats, going back to saying um, they're great recyclers of nutrients and things, uh, I always tried to drive home the idea of how important tapers were to help conserve and save because they are such an integral integral part of keeping a whole bunch of animals' habitats. Um, and resources flourishing. So they they consume over 200, in the wild, they consume over 200 spe- different species of plants, seeds, and fruits. And um, they disperse the seeds and fruits around by eating them and pooping them out. So they're actually known, as, I'm, I'm doing my entire keeper chat for y'all. <laughs> so they're known as the- Go gar- for it, do it, do okay, it. So they're known as the gardeners of the forest. And they're a major component in keeping the forests growing. And because of those forests, there's 
they're huge food and habitat resource for so many different species because there's so many awesome animals down in South America. Um, I would always tell people that tapirs are so very important because they help to keep these other species and animals alive and thriving just by eating and pooping. And I always um, made sure that they understood that they're important because they eat and poop. So this fact, so this, um, the keeper chats for Josie were always my favorite um, because this fact always stuck with the kids because let's face it, poop right, is hilarious. It's poop. Uh, yep, it's poop. And when you talk about right. an animal's poop, uh, the kids tend to listen and it's something they usually don't forget. So if they took anything home from a keeper chat, hey, that animal's important because they pooped. And sometimes- they took home poop. Yeah, I, I wish there was a bunch of it to go around. Um, but at the end of the talk, I would sometimes ask the kids what they learned um, while they were there and uh, what they learned from me talking about Josie. And there was never not a time where one of them didn't repeat that tapers are important because they poop. And that always made it always made me feel really great because one of the hardest and sometimes most disappointing things about being a keeper is feeling like you're not getting through to the public and really educating and teaching about these animals and how important they are, um, which is what we are ultimately there for. Uh, people would just come to the zoo to harass the animals. They wouldn't even read the signs. They just yell at them and clap at them. They wouldn't really, you know, and understand how important they are to appreciate them and, and understand that we need to save these animals because they're going away. Um, so uh, that was always disheartening, but during the end of the, by the end of the taper talk, um, I, I knew that I could get through to somebody because I could talk about how important she was because she pooped and that's, that, that would be their take home for that day. So that, I, that was one of my favorite talks and that's, that's my diatribe. When in doubt, talk about shit, right? Right. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Okay. So, so here's uh, two questions. Uh, number one, go. as an older person, I understand the importance of pooping. Number two. Okay. You know what? Don't don't number go. Number two. Shh, quiet. Number two. Uh, <laughs> do taper poop? Do yeah. does taper poop coffee beans? Are they really reality? Because we talked about those donkey and some other animal. The binturong, the bear cat. Yeah, pooping out coffee beans. So, has anyone done that, uh, Sam? No, I don't, I don't, not that I know of. Um, but yeah, there are like civets, civets are another, another good coffee bean poopers, the cat like civet things. But yeah, I never really heard about taper poop, um, being made into coffee, but I, I've never really done research on it, but like it was never something that was taught to me. I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but yeah. So for those of you that haven't listened to our bear cat episode, um, they actually similar to like the taper, except they eat coffee beans and then they crap them out and it actually makes a really good flavorful coffee. And it's similar to civet coffee, but people will keep bin, uh, binturongs and civets in captivity just specifically. So for their fecal matter and for a really expensive, fancy coffee. So if next time you're in Starbucks, ask them if they have bear cat shit coffee and see what they say and then report back to us and let us know. Anyways, as for predators and threats, Jaguars, obviously, which luckily for tapers, they're actually about twice the size of these predators. There's also giant anacondas and crocodiles, and these things can actually swallow a taper whole, which is frightening. Yeah, right? So if they're swallowing this 600-plus pound animal whole, a human is nothing. So just think of that. And deforestation, obviously, humans, obviously, habitat fragmentation, and automobiles. Unfortunately, car accidents involving tapers are actually really common. So I'm assuming it's kind of just like hitting a deer, but deer are useless. And I'm sure Sam is probably like rolling her eyes as I say deer are useless. But 
<laughs> That's okay. As for fun facts and human encounters, this animal evolved in North America around 50 million years ago, and it was actually triggered by a natural global warming. And a direct quote from edgeofexistence.org, the Baird's tapir is the largest indigenous mammal in Central America. Tapirs are a primitive group that resemble the ancestor of rhinos and horses, and they have remained morphologically similar for the last 35 million years. So basically, these animals have not changed over time. Uh, they are also the official national animal of Belize, and the name of a pack of tapirs is called a candle. And I was what? actually watching- Yes, a, can- a candle. C-A-N-D-L-E? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Right. And according to a small child that was narrating a video about the Baird's Taper, don't ask why I was watching it, uh, they only poop in the water and- Pedophile. Finally- what? Really? Should we talk about all the stuff you've done? Should we, should, we, should we put out your dirty laundry when you talk to those children at Cream? Anyways, uh, Sam can probably shed more light on this <laughs> about their yeah. pooping in the water and what Guy was desperately waiting for to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So that was one that kid in the video was absolutely correct. Um, they do poop. They do just poop and not just poop. But uh, that was one of the super easy things to about Karen for Josie is you just go into her pond. We, well, we didn't go into her pond, but we would go around her pond with a, a pool net and just scoop all her duty out because it all it all floated to the top. So it would just be little taper turds floating around her pond every morning when we got in. So that it was super easy to to um, to clean up after her, um, and didn't take too much time at all. And it, it wasn't very messy because you know, they, I mean, they were just big old turds. And um, did sometimes the only nice. time she would poop outside of her pond was uh, when she had to be kept inside, like overnight or something, when it was way too cold. Because in the winter time, sometimes it does get like you know close to the in the forties and thirties during at the night at, at the night during the night. So um, she would she would poop inside inside her house, but she always kept it in one corner. She was super clean about it, um, so it was even easy to clean up outside um, of the pond. But it was mostly always in the pond. Interesting. Okay, there have been reports of tapers being domesticated but not tamed in jungle areas. And there have actually been several reports of tapers attacking humans out in the wild and in zoos. I don't know if you've heard of any of those things. I don't believe any of them were Baird's tapers, but um, I've, a lot of them were related to people like going and messing with a baby. The stories that I read, if someone was got too close to a mom's baby, which I feel like that's kind of animal 101. Don't get next to some, don't get next to a, a, a parent and their child. Right. <laughs> um, actually, Go ahead, Sam. Um, so Malayan tapers are... I've never worked with them, but we do have them in zoos here in, in North America, but they are known to be a little bit more aggressive. Like um, we, there was a time when we could go in with Josie and, and, you know, walk around her exhibit with her in there and everything was fine. We weren't worried about ourselves, but I'm pretty sure according to the um, AZA rules out there that we keepers cannot go in with Malayan tapers because they do have the reputation of being a little bit more either territorial or just um, iffy with their with their aggressive behavior than Baird's tapers. So I think maybe that might be where it comes from. But um, yeah, so Malayans are a little bit a little bit more testy. So I've heard. Gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. As for their conservation status, it is estimated that there are less than fifty five hundred Baird's tapers left in the wild. Ergo, they are unfortunately how many? How many? Right, fifty five hundred. 
Yes, that 5,500. No, well, not. because it's not. And unfortunately, they are listed as endangered. So save the taper. Guy, I have a question for you. Question number Would one. Would you go swimming with Josie? I'm not swimming in no shit pool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you swim in the ocean, fish shit in there all the time. Yeah, but it's uh, it's a little less concentrated than uh, Josie's pond there. Okay, let's say they just cleaned her pond. Would you go in the pond with her? No, I'm not swimming in a shithole. Okay, what if they had a swimming pool for her? Would you or would you not go? Okay, take the shit out of the equation. Pretend there's no shit. Would you or would you not go swimming with a taper? Okay, if if the taper had a diaper on and the pool <laughs> didn't have any shit in it, then I would think about it. But, you know, I would want to test this taper out on land and made sure that taper didn't have a thing for me before I went in the pool because I sure can't swim uh, very far or fast. Uh, I can't run that fast either, but I have a better chance of surviving on land than I do in the water. Yeah. You know, for a white guy, you really suck at swimming, but I guess that's, I don't know. That must be just a New York thing. I have other talents. Uh, Sure. Press on. But yeah. So would you, would you, or would you not like, you know, go, if you had the opportunity, like go hang out with a taper, would you go hang out with one? Me? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to, uh, interact with a taper that wasn't going to, you know, kill me. Sure. Okay. But you won't swim with it. No, I don't feel comfortable with that. Okay. I mean, we swam with the dolphins, which was fun, but, uh, I don't even now, uh, which is going to take us into a whole different area. I suspect Sam has seen the movie The Cove. My whole mindset with, with dolphins uh, after The Cove has changed. Um, no, that's so, Blackfish. The Cove is where they trapped them in that cove and then just killed all of them. Blackfish well, is about all the captive orcas and, and uh, yeah, dolphins. Yeah, that's it's it's going to be for a different podcast. But anyway, um, yeah. But this, I would... I would interact with the taper if I could trust it that it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> Period. Okay, well there you have it, folks. So that was our Baird's taper. We will post links to our all of our sources online, and we will talk with you guys. What? What? No, no, we don't have licensing to play people's songs. I don't know why you're not understanding this. Here we go. I'm out. What is that? Oh, that's not it. Shit. God dang, YouTube has a commercial. YouTube is the worst now. They sold uh, out. They really are. Right. But anyways, well, that thank was you. an interesting uh, podcast. And uh, yes. let's thank go you, out Sam, with a little uh, for... taper on the, uh, on the bar here. What? This oh, intro taper is so on long. The bar. Okay. Again, we, we don't, we're going to, you are going to get us sued and shut, oh, get us shut down. But anyway, Def Leppard is going to send their attorneys after it. It's permissible oh. use. That's what it's called. We're, we're, How do you know? Listen, we have like to thank Def Leppard for a little bit of music on the out here. Pour some sugar on it, but uh, on me, it's not Jesus. Pour some sugar on me. Yeah, let's go here. Boy, okay, sidebar. Wait, wait. Time out. Speaking of music, uh, we now have a official Just Animals podcast theme song before every episode. So shout oh, out yes. to right. Nate LeBlanc and John Pratt for our unique jingle thank you guys you guys are awesome check it out let us know if you like it and also as always send us an email let us know what you want to hear about hopefully we, we'll um, get it ah, let me have finish. a release from john pratt for the use of that music or is he yes. going to send his attorney yes. after us um maybe he will send his jew lawyer after us all right kirk out see you next Good time bet. thank you sam 
and Thanks, we'll Sam. talk to you guys next okay. week. All righty. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye.